Are you seeking fulfillment for your life? Do you want freedom from fear? That's why we're here. Welcome to Jesus 101, introducing you to the real Jesus. And now, here's your host, Elizabeth Talbot with Mike Tucker. I'm Mike Tucker. And I'm Elizabeth Talbot. So I'm counseling this couple. And the problem is that I know information about the man that I've gained from another confidential source. Mm. And I know what the real problem with this marriage is. At least there are several problems. And Mm -hmm. one of the problems is the fact that he's having an extramarital affair and he has not confessed that to his wife. Oh, it's so hard when you're counseling and you have information that the other party doesn't have, isn't it? So I cannot reveal this to him or in the marriage uh, counseling sessions themselves or to his wife. Mm -hmm. But I need him to reveal this because I know this marriage is not going to get better until... I've tried everything I know how to do, and nothing's working. So finally, I give him a book to read. I say, you read this book. He says, this is not about marriage. I said, no, it's about the topic you need it to be about. What was the book about? The book was uh, the book, What's So Amazing About Grace by Philip Yancey. I read it. It's such a wonderful book. It is. It's a wonderful book. And he took the book home, and he took a couple of weeks to read it. And then he called me and said, we're ready for another session. So they came in after his having read this book, and all of a sudden now he's making a full confession of everything. Hmm. His wife is just dumbfounded. She has suspected this, but now she has it. She has the real evidence of this. And he begs her for her forgiveness. She forgives him. And he says, but I need to ask for forgiveness for more than just the, the adultery. I need to ask forgiveness for a whole lot of other things. And she's just amazed by this. And as the weeks pass, she says, something's happened to my husband. I, I don't mm-hmm. know what it is. Why is he so different? And I look at him and I, I say, you've been converted, haven't you? He said, yes, I have been, and, and I can never be the same again. Oh, I'm so glad you're telling this story because so many people uh, underestimate the power of grace. Yes. And they say, well, unless we... Uh, talk to people about fear mm-hmm. and consequences, they will never do the right thing. And yeah. I always tell them, you are underestimating the power of grace. When yeah. people understand the grace of God and what Christ has done for them, something happens inside. Yeah. And they just, you know, overflow with the desire to live for His glory. But the other problem is that we overestimate the power of fear hmm. uh, to, to keep marriages together. I remember Absolutely. one man telling me, don't you tell people what, what what the consequences of this are? I said, well, yeah, you know, we'll allude to that, but the grace is the power that keeps marriages together. Hmm. And later that man ended his marriage because of his own adultery. And, uh, you know, I'm wondering, well, the fear did not help you Absolutely. There, did it? Fear has no power to keep you because the truth is there is no love without freedom. That's and if right. you don't have freedom to be who you are in spirit and truth, mm-hmm. you know, you're just covering, you're just fooling yourself. That's right. And today we have Jesus' teaching on this topic of marriage. And I think that this teaching has been greatly confused, and we'll see if we can uh, unmuddy the waters of it. I hope we don't confuse you further about it. <laughs> That's right. But it is found in um, Mark's Gospel, the 10th chapter, starting with verse 1, And rising up, he went from, from there to the region of Judea and beyond the Jordan, and crowds gathered around him, and according to his custom, he once more began to teach them. And some Pharisees came up to him, testing him, and began to question him whether it was lawful for a man to divorce a wife. And he answered and said to them, 
What did Moses command you? And they said, Moses permitted a man to write a certificate of divorce and send her away. You know, many times the Pharisees came to Jesus um, to test him with the law. Of Mm -hmm. course, Jesus knew the law very well. Of course. And we have many instances in which uh, they were misusing the law to test him. But the truth is, uh, the law actually had some of the statements. And one of the statements was Moses' statement about divorce that you can find in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 24 verses mm-hmm. 1 to 4 where he discussed under what circumstances somebody could divorce uh, their wife mm-hmm. and it's very important to understand why Jesus decided to address this what was going on in that culture that this topic was so needed that's right uh, truthfully in this culture women were very very much at risk because a woman really could not divorce her husband but a husband could divorce a wife over just about anything if she burned the dinner that night if he saw someone who he liked better than her mm-hmm. the There was really no limit on what a man could do to a woman, but she was then without option. If he divorced her, if her father didn't take her back or a sibling or a son, then she was really in trouble. Yes, the definition of adultery in New Testament times is very different than what we know of adultery today. Mm -hmm. First of all, sometimes you find in the Bible people um, that solicit a prostitute, for example, Mm -hmm. and nobody's talking about adultery. It's because adultery was when you slept with a married woman, Mm -hmm. and adultery Adultery was a sin against the husband of the married woman. Mm -hmm. And what happened is we actually have records of people divorcing their wives because they had burnt the toast that morning. Right. And so there were two schools of Pharisees. One said that you could divorce for whatever reason, and then there was a more traditional school of the Pharisees that said, no, we need to have a real reason to divorce. And that's why this question arises. And verse 5, it says, But Jesus said to them, Because of your hardness of heart, he wrote you this commandment. But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this cause, a man shall leave his father and mother, and the two shall become one flesh. Consequently, they are no longer two, but one flesh. What therefore God hath joined together, let no man separate. This is the quote from the very beginning of the Bible. When God created um, the human race, Uh, He created uh, the marriage institution, and we have uh, in chapter 1 and 2 of Genesis pretty much the answers for all your ethical questions. Sometimes when you talk about, well, how should we work with the earth? How should we treat animals? How how is a marriage supposed to be? What are we supposed to eat? Or whatever is Mm -hmm. it that you're um, asking, usually you find it in the first two chapters of the Bible because that is the ideal, the way that God created us. And marriage is there also. We find in Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, then the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I still think that's true in my case. I will make him a helper. Well, we know that because how would you manage life, Mike, if you were alone? Yeah, without Gail, I would be in trouble. I will make him a helper suitable for him. That is a wonderful word. Suitable means complementary, not identical, Mm -mm. not exactly the same, just complementary. Think of a fork and a knife. Yeah. That is suitable. You know, together they do something that they can't do alone. I've met your husband, and he is complimentary to you. You have definitely different personality types, and he does compliment you quite well. Oh, yes, and I'm very needy of him myself. Oh, amen. (laughs) Verse 19, And out of the ground the Lord formed every beast of the field and every bird of the sky and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. Whatever the man called a living creature, that was, was its name. And the man gave names to the cattle, the birds of the sky, 
sky and the beasts of the fields, for Adam there was not found a helper suitable for him. Here we have the same word again, you know. He's doing all of this. He's naming the animals. He's doing all this. But he's looking around and nothing looks like could me. be that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> this, this doesn't look like me. No. And so God says, no, for you I have something very special and it's going to have a lot more intimacy with you than simply something I created aside from you. So he takes a part of Adam and creates his wife. Verse 21, so the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man, and he slept. Then he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh at that place. And the Lord God fashioned into a woman the rib which he had taken from the man and brought her to the man. And the man said, this is now bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Well, actually, what Adam said was... Yeah. But that in Hebrew is, this is bone yeah. of my bones and flesh of my flesh. And see, here Adam uh, is amazed at what God has given him. And I like this part. Um, verse 24 is what Jesus quoted in Mark that we just read to you. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked, and they were not ashamed. Not ashamed. And I love that word because shame is not supposed to be part of marriage. No. Uh, when you're naked together, actually, it's a celebration of your souls being naked together. That's right. Because nobody's shaming the other person. Nobody's humiliating the other. There is to be one safe place on earth, and that's not always going to be at work, and it's not going to be in society, and it's not always, unfortunately, at the church. It should be in your marriage, where both of you are safe, accepted just as you are. And so, when Jesus quotes this, he's reminding them of what marriage is really like, is the intimacy of being so suitable for each other. And unfortunately, the same uh, differences that attract us to each other sometimes threaten to separate That's us. Right. And Jesus is saying, look, just because one day your wife is in a bad mood or burns the toast or because she can't stand your jokes one day, which yeah. I, I'm sure that, that happens to your wife a lot, yeah. like, then he says, you can't divorce them for no, that. No. You know, this is uh, marriage is a real union that actually uh, typifies uh, the union of God with his church. What God has joined together, let not not man separate, and that is his idea for marriage. However, there are things which separate marriages. We know that, and, and provision has been made for this. Uh, he says that you shall uh, di divorce uh, a spouse because of adultery, verse 10, and he said to them, whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her, and if she himself herself divorces her husband and marries a man, she's committing adultery. He's talking about adultery here is also the, the cause for separation. Let me just say that there's more than one way to adulterate a marriage. Absolutely. And it's not just by the physical act. There's more than one way to do this. And we don't have the time to really explore this fully on this program. But uh, I know that there are some of you in bad marriages right now. The, um, I'm not telling you that you need to get out of this marriage or that you need to, to divorce. There are times when that is necessary, times mm -hmm. when that's the proper thing to do. Yes, it is important to recognize what is the core problem. Sometimes there is emotional adultery. Sometimes there's people with, with pornography programs mm -hmm. and all, 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 all kinds of things that separate the intimacy that God intended for marriage. Marriage, don't forget, is a type of the relationship of God with us. That's right. It is His design that the two of you should have intimacy together, and that this should be a foreshadowing of the relationship that you have with God the Father. He has brought the two of you together for that purpose, and He intends for this to be a foretaste of heaven. This is God's plan. It is His design. Sometimes we mess this up, but God says He can heal even a broken marriage, even the wounded hearts that exist in your broken marriage. Thank you for joining us today on Jesus 101. 
For more insights and resources, connect with us at Jesus101.tv. That's Jesus101.tv. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Jesus101institute and follow us on Twitter at Jesus101media. Until next time, live free.